1: Now, I
2: want you to see something. How specific is God's word to Elijah? Which direction does he say to go? What if Elijah went, I don't like the east. I'm going west. You say, well, Elijah wouldn't do that. Oh, yes. Elijah was a man just like you and me. Well, God, I don't want to do that. Well, go for it. Go ahead and go west. Go west, young man. Go west. And if you go west, what do you find out? God isn't there.
0: It's hard for people to grasp the idea that the God who made the universe, vast as it is, cares about them. As a person, an individual, but over and over in his word, God talks about his love for mankind in general and individual people too. And Pastor Mark will be teaching today that God's made certain incredible promises to men and women. All you have to do to tap into those treasures is to let God rule your life. You'll find that when you do, life becomes full of God's peace and grace. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of 1 Kings, chapter 17, as he continues his message, his incredible promises.
2: It's interesting that Elijah means Yahweh is God. And of course, God wasn't even worshipped this time in all of Israel. Now, so there are some promises of God. Some are conditional, but the next thing I want you to write is this one. It's a very important key. God always keeps His promises, but on His terms. And that applies two ways. You can just write the word there if you like, conditional. Conditional. Some are conditional. And the second one is his timing. He promises to do these things, but it's always on his terms, his ways. You'll see that they're they're very strange ways, but we know that God's ways are not our ways. So it isn't you say, well, that's why God promised this and it hasn't happened. Well, take a look at it. Are you doing your part? If it's conditional, second, wait for his timing. He will do it. So let's begin 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 1. Now, Elijah the Tishbite from Tishbe and Gilead said to Ahab, as the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, nice opening statement, whom I serve, by the way, and nobody else seems to be serving in this land, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years except at my word. And we know that that promise was for three and a half years. Now, this whole chapter is about really two-way conversation with God. It's about prayer between God and Elijah. Now, who told Elijah to make this bold statement? Did Elijah turn to Channel 7 and get the Doppler radar for the next few years? Did he look at the screen and go, hey, there's no rain in this forecast? No, God told him to say this. Elijah didn't do this on his own. So let me just say to you, what is prayer? It's conversation with God. So Elijah's the prophet. He says, I want you to go to Ahab. This is all understood. Uh, Elijah didn't come up with this himself. God is speaking to him. And he tells him what to say. That's what conversations with God are. If you're a teacher in a Sunday school or a small group or a men's group or a ladies' group during the week or whatever... God speaks to us, and then we just speak for him. That's exactly what's happening. Now, we know this happened because we know God spoke to him, because the answer is actually in verse 2. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah. In other words, again, God spoke to Elijah. What did we say, John chapter 10? My sheep will hear my voice. You say, well, that's that's the New Testament. Same principle. My sheep hear my voice. Well, What's God going to say to Elijah after he makes this bold statement? Leave here, turn eastward, and hide in the Kirith ravine, east of the Jordan. You will drink from the brook, and I have ordered the ravens to feed you there. Now, next statement. God's promises, God promises to guide us. There's an incredible direction. Where does he guide us? From his word. Now, in this particular case, obviously, this was the direct word of God. And there's those times that God directs us. And you're deliberations and praying with God. You pray for wisdom, when to do this, when to do that, when to do Whatever. Many years ago when we started this church, we prayed about all these things and we waited for God to speak us. You know, you can't turn to First Kings twelve thirteen and says, please buy 10 acres of land on Minton Road here in West Melbourne. No, but we know the principles and we listen to God and wait for him to give us a peace about doing it. That's why we did the sanctuary. Initially, the overflow area out there, the cafetorium, was going to be a gym. But just as we were kind of designing that, God spoke a word to us. No, you can't make that a gym. It's too small. You don't have enough room. You don't have enough room for the people. It won't happen. We're going, well, uh, you should, yeah, I guess you're right. Boom. And can you imagine if we'd have made that a gym? It would have been a disaster. So God spoke to us. So here's God speaking to us, and he speaks to us basically by his word. And then, of course, sometimes we have to relate that. That's why we have the elders, and you pray for the elders, so we hear God's word. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Notice Psalm 32, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you. Now, I want you to see something. How specific is God's word to Elijah? Which direction does he say to go? What if Elijah went, I don't like the east, I'm going west. You say, well, Elijah wouldn't do that. Oh, yes. Elijah was a man just like you and me. Well, God, I don't want to do that. Well, go for it. Go ahead and go west. Go west, young man. Go west. And if you go west, what do you find out? God isn't there. And you go, help! God does what? You call to me? You repented? I'll restore you. Now you're going to have a little trouble coming back from the west to here. Ever been there? Anybody? Anybody? Everybody. We've been there. So, notice, we said that we're to pray specific prayers, but God gives us specific direction. I think this is a beautiful thing. It's a great picture for us. Now, as he goes there, he's going there for safety. And the next thing you want to write is simply this. God promises to provide for us. He doesn't say... Please stop by Costco or Sam's, pick up a few weeks' supply of goodies, take you a nice chest, get your stuff ready, and take your hurricane goodies and head off down to the river because you're going to be a a long way from a Publix for a long time. No, he says to Elijah, you go. And Elijah's probably thinking, okay, I'm going a long way away. What am I going to do there? God says, I'm going to provide for you. And you're going to drink from the brook. And I'm going to feed you there. Remember Philippians 4.19. And my God will meet all of your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Look at verse 5. So he did what the Lord had told him. He went to the Kereth ravine east of Jordan. And he stayed there. And the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning. And bread and meet in the evening, and he drank from the book. Two things to write down. Obedience ensures the promises of God. Now remember, some are unconditional, so it doesn't matter whether we obey or not. But in those conditional ones, obedience, Elijah goes to the place where God says to go. See, if he goes west, there's no ravens there. There's no sustenance there. There's no promise from God. So you and I don't want to walk away from God ever. You want to be in the perfect will of God. Because that's where the provision is. You see, if I decide, well, I want to go somewhere else and teach and preach and whatever and do it on my own. Well, God doesn't go with me. So my gifting is useless. The word of God is still powerful. But now God can't use me there because I've moved out away from his anointing. Second, disobedience, on the other hand, often cancels the promises of God. So we have to be very careful at this particular point, Elijah's being a good boy. God promises to give us wisdom if we ask, but we must ask in faith and not doubt. If we doubt, James told us that we would not receive the wisdom God wants to give us. So if you have a need in your life for wisdom and directions, thing at work, church, children, family, money, whatever. If you pray and ask for wisdom and don't believe it's coming, God can't bring it to you. The promise is not there. So I have to obey. James says, if I ask for wisdom, don't doubt. So I have to keep going back to the word and say, God, help my unbelief. I don't want to doubt. I believe you, God. I absolutely believe it. Then the promise comes, the provision comes, the wisdom comes, the answer comes. So understand how important that obedience is. And it's not just obedience up here in my head, it's obedience in my walk with God. Now, the raven came morning and evening. Do you think that's like cool or what? I think, that, I hope it's got a big mouth. I don't know what it's bringing, but I think it's cool. And as he does that, can you imagine, Elijah was a man like you and me. I believe one morning he got up and said this, I wonder if the raven's coming today. Don't you? Don't you? Now it's been three days in a row, that's incredible, but what if the raven doesn't come today? Here I am. But God's promises never fail. So, the next thing you want to write is simply this. God promises to give us rest and peace. Elijah isn't. He just stays there. He's totally dependent on God. Ooh, God likes us there. He's totally dependent on God. He can't say, God, I'm not waiting for you today. I'm going down to the local 7-Eleven. He can't do it. He has to wait for God. He's totally dependent. God loves it. So, he isn't anxious there. He's resting and he's at peace. God promised us rest. And he promised us peace. Do you have it? Or are you anxious that God isn't going to provide for you? Next thing we see, by the way, Isaiah twenty-six three says, You will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. Verse 7. This is a very interesting verse. Sometime later, the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Here comes the test. God says you're going to drink from the brook. Now, I don't believe that the brook is running one day, just rolling through with nice water, and the next day Elijah goes out and there's nothing. Who pulled the plug? (laughs) I believe over time that the water level did this kind of a deal. And what do you think is happening when that's going down? Hey, I used to just be able to go like this. Now i got to go like this. Now i got to go like this. What do you think's happening in his mind? Okay, God, what's the deal here? Now, this is the test. This seems strange, doesn't it? The Raven's coming, but the water's drying. What is God doing? God's ways are not our ways. He's bringing a test. He's bringing a test to Elijah. And in that test, Elijah doesn't understand it. What in the world's happening? You know this principle, just write it down. God tests our faith to mature us. I'm sure at this point, Elijah was praying to God. God, what do I do now? You've been faithful day after day. I've watched the water dry up. What is up with that? Why isn't it the same as it was before? So Elijah is praying. If you're here... and some things are going fine, but other things don't make sense. Just pray to God and say, God, I don't understand. I still trust you. I'm doing what I believe you told me to do, but I don't understand this test. Of course, the test, the river, the, the, the river dried up. Why? Because there was no more rain. So this is also a picture of what's happening in the whole country. Look at the Elijah's praying. Prayer is a two-way conversation with God. Look at verse 8. Then the word of the Lord came to him. So God responded to Elijah's prayer. What am I doing, God? There's no water. Go at once to Zarephath of Sidon and stay there. Notice, go at once. I have commanded a widow in that place to supply you with food. Now, look at verse 9 again. In your Bible, if you write in verse 9, it's a good thing to write. Just write very specific word from God. Was it specific? He said, well, find a country. See if you can find somebody to supply some food for you. No. He says, you go to this place and you find this widow. And she is going to be your source. Now, that's strange. But that's exactly what God said. Specific directions from God. You see, a moment ago, God was in total control of the ravens and the water, nature. Now he's going to use a Gentile woman in a pagan nation that doesn't even know God. God's amazing. In all our ways, we're to acknowledge him, and he will direct our paths or make them straight. Verse 10 Here we go again. So he went to Zarephath. I think this is beautiful. Elijah's a man like us. He's a great role model in many ways because he simply obeyed God. Now, this town was on the Mediterranean coast. And it was actually in the middle of the Baal worship. It's about 90 miles from where he was. Actually, the town of Jezebel, the wife of the king. Elijah, as he walked those ninety miles, do you think there was any prayer to God? Do you? Sure. God, thanks so much for back there. Man, those ravens, they're amazing bird. What a variety you got me. And you know, you know, God, I I I was. I have to be very honest with you, God. I know you don't know God, but I was a little anxious when the, when the water went down. I believe He just, on those 90 miles, I just believe He talked to God. Do you just talk to God during the day? Do you just sometimes, in your walk in the morning or in the evening or sitting out on the swing in the backyard, just, just say a few simple things to God? God, you're incredible you're good. Thanks, God, for your promises. You know, God, I know you don't know, but today I had a little anxious moment. Do you? You see, that's what prayer is. It's a relationship. Those of you that are married should be taking walks with your spouse. We have the new grandbaby there, and actually mama's home tonight, and kids are out on the date because they have to watch the baby 24-7. When they're home, nobody to watch the baby, so Grandma's home watching the baby, and we're having a great time just being together. I pray for my grandbaby. Now I know how to pray even better, huh? As she's right in front of me. You just pray simple prayers. People you see, people come across with. When you cross the neighbor's home that really kind of doesn't love the Lord, do you? Just offer up a simple quick prayer. See, that's what prayer is. God promises to speak to us. Don't make it complicated. Don't make it weird. Just talk to God. That's what Elijah does. After all, Elijah was a, was a man just like us. No better, no worse. Well, as he gets there, verse 10, So he went to Zarephath, and he came to a town gate. A widow just happened to be there gathering sticks. And he called her and asked, would you please bring me a little water and a jar so I may have a drink? As she was going to get it, he called and he says, and please bring me a piece of bread. Here's her response. As surely as the Lord, your God, lives, she's a Gentile, she's a pagan, I don't have any bread. Only a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil in a jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son so that we may eat it and die. So, how far had the famine gone? Way up here. There was nothing to eat. So, this famine extended way up to the north. And I know Elijah's like us. And Elijah's probably thinking in his mind, Mad guy, when I get this widow, she must had a rich husband. And we get there, man's gonna be a three store with a big roof of thing and she got fields of rice and corn and oil, man, it's gonna be awesome. Well, wouldn't you have? I mean this is who's gonna provide for his food. And I'm thinking as he's asking her, and she says, Well, I got a little bet left for a well, it's one Chicago roll from Publix, that's about all I'm gonna have right here. He's thinking, okay, God, is this the woman? This is the woman? This is my source? God is a great God. I be to, to go, on. <laughs> I love it. I think this is incredible. Well, what happens? Elijah said to her, you now remember, he's a man like us. Don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said. But first make a small cake of bread for me, from what you have, and bring it to me. And then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Now God had been speaking. I'm sure he went back and said, okay, God, uh, what's the next word I'm supposed to say here? Is this my last meal? I'm sure God said this, because notice, notice what he says. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Well, how did he know that? Did he turn in the Bible to see what God said? No, there was no Bible. So conversational prayer is prayer with God. And God said to him, specifically this, the jar of flour will not be used up, or the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord gives rain on the land. She went away and did as Elijah told her. So there was food every day for Elijah And for the woman and for her family. For the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry. Circle this in your Bible. In keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. How supernatural is that? It's incredible one more thing I want you to write down. Notice the last statement. God uses all kinds of means (laughs) to keep his promises. This to me is even more supernatural than being fed by a raven. It's incredible. Elijah was a man like you and me. You're no better than me. I'm no better than you. We're all people. Here is a man who believed God. He believed the promises of God.
0: You'll learn from Pastor Mark's teaching today that while God's made amazing promises to his followers, he does have some qualifications for his answering your prayers. You got to hear one of the stories about Elijah's life and how God worked through him. Pastor Mark helped you realize that Elijah could have disobeyed God with tragic consequences. We know social media is a big part of everyone's lives, and it's a great way to stay connected with each other. We'd like to add a little bit of joy and Jesus to your Facebook and Twitter pages, so come like and follow us. You'll be able to keep up to date with all the latest information about Pastor Mark, the ministry of Lessons for Living, and the church behind it, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to connect. That's LessonsForLivingRadio.com This brings us to the end of Pastor Mark's teaching, His Incredible Promises. Next time, he'll begin a new message called All Kinds of Prayers. He'll talk about the different categories of prayers that you can pray. He'll show you examples from the life of Elijah of these different kinds of prayers and when they're used. You'll learn how these can be applied in your life. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right.
1: Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a herd.